and yeah. then I keep up. So then it wears off, and you're like, never mind. You want to know something funny? Actually, yes. this is me. Um, I wrote an article, and it got published. Literally about this exact subject. Really? Mm-hmm. Where did it get published? Um, it got published in a nationwide college magazine called Her Campus. Um, and the title of the article, if I remember correctly, was I discovered what love is when telling a nine-year-old why I wasn't in it. Ooh. Okay, do explain. So basically, the premise of this article yeah. and the premise of the story is that I was in the car with my little sister, mm-hmm. and um, I got a phone call from a friend. We were not dating. We had not been dating just a friend from high school, college. I don't know. We, we had known each other for Guy a while. Guy or girl? Guy. Oh, okay. So I got a call, and this friend- Do you know who it was? Yeah. Okay. This friend Do I said, know who it is? Uh-huh. Oh. So, <laughs> so I guess that narrows it down, high school. <laughs> um, this, this friend called and said, you know what? I think that you and I should go out, and I think that we would be a great couple, and I think that we could totally like make a relationship work. Thanks. And I was like- a, like, that was very forward and, like, congratulations, first of all, for, like, having the guts Way and, like, the, the – No, like, for yeah. real. Like, like take your shot. Shoot your shot. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Like, first of all, so thank you. you came up and was like – I was like, wham. <laughs> um, but I was like, I really appreciate that. Um, I – want to have a like full-length conversation with you about this yeah i am in the car with my sister right now i'm not mentally prepared to have this conversation right now right so like let me give you a call back sometime later for sure i hang up the phone and i didn't realize that i said it out loud but i was like oh poor guy like that this is gonna suck (laughs) and my sister my sister was like well why'd you say poor guy and i was like well because like I don't love him right and like <laughs> and and I was like okay I have to explain this in a way that a nine-year-old is gonna understand right right and so I can't be like well it takes a long time to fall in love and blah 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 blah. I was like I have to break it down make it simple right you gotta give her like something yeah, yeah. It's concrete simple for a nine-year-old to understand and so I was like well there are two things that you have to be willing to do in order to be in love with somebody and I'm not willing to do either of those things for this individual. Mm. And so that means that I can't love him. And she was like, okay, like, what do you mean? And as I was like explaining it, I was like, dude, this is so true. You have to 100% be willing to support their dreams, goals, aspirations, and desires, Mm -hmm. be there to cheer them on, do all of those things. And number two, you have to be willing to carry all of their baggage with you as well. Mm. If you're in going to be in a relationship, especially a marriage, you have to be willing to put a hand on their baggage and pull it with you. Right. And this individual's goals, dreams, and aspirations, I was like, I'm not really interested mm. in – not that I wouldn't be supportive – but my heart wouldn't be in it for right. you. Like you're headed in a different you're direction. You're headed in a different direction. I can't really support really you. Really support you. Yeah. And B, 
this individual had some baggage that I wasn't willing to, to deal with. Mm. And so if that's my expectation from a partner, from a from a spouse, is for you to support me and what I want to do and, like, how, like, in the family life that I want to have and you and I expect them to, to be willing to deal with my drama and my baggage, then it, it has to go both ways. And so if you aren't willing or able to do both, mm-hmm. you just shouldn't even start a relationship because right. it won't end well. Mm. And she was like, oh, that makes sense. And then that was like <laughs> the end of the conversation. And it totally gave me, like explaining it to her, gave me exactly what I needed to then have the conversation with him and be like, look, the direction that you're planning on going in your life is not the direction that I'm interested in going in. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a good fit for you. You deserve somebody better or not necessarily better, but you deserve someone more well equipped to do what to you, do yeah. what you need and to be who you need. Right. And that person isn't me. It's not that I'm not relationship material. It's just that you need someone who fits you better than I would. Right. Wrong puzzle piece, basically. Yeah. 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 So, and I think that, that that person is a great guy. Right. And he totally, like, is gospel-centered and he loves his family and he, like, has a good job and is, like, like all of the boxes, right, that people right. have are checked, but it just wasn't the right fit. Right. And that's okay. Hmm. So what, like, how did he take that? Was he kind of, like, put out by that or was he like, okay, I get it? No, I think that he was, like – put out I, I i think a little bit i mean i think he was a little bit disappointed which sure like fair enough yeah, yeah. Like, shoot your shot and she's like eh. <laughs> but also at the same time i was like i also expect that at that point i was like i'm ready to like date for how marriage. old were you at this point 21 22 all right 21. what about him Similar? same age oh, okay, okay same okay. age ish all right a little bit older Okay, that's fair. Um, and I was like, I like I'm in college. I'm going to be done in a couple of years. I'm ready to get married. I'm ready to like have a family. That's the direction I'm going in. Yeah. Are you prepared to fulfill that for me? Mm. And he was like, No. And I was like, Well, there you go. If you can't, if if you're not wah, wah, wah. right, <laughs> and like, and sometimes it's like awkward to have that conversation pre-relationship. Right. But also like why date for 6 months and then have that conversation? Right. Have the conversation first. I think most I think it's just people are scared to have that conversation. Right. You know. So it's like the, they should be doing it during the 6 months but like right. the build up, right? Right. But and 19-year-old Addie would not have that conversation. 24-year-old Addie is having that conversation. Right. And I mean maybe that's a good indicator of <laughs> why I'm not in a relationship is that I know what I want and I know what I'm looking for. And so when I'm like, this is my, not right. necessarily expectation, but this is my goal. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's not what I want right now. Right. Then it's easy for me to be like, okay, well then, see ya. Well, it's not like you're saying your goals can't adjust. Right. No, I'm not saying this is my hard line, like I'm stubborn. Never changing. I'm yeah. Never, yeah, yeah. But just this is the direction I'm headed. Right. Can right. we go that way together, or are you going somewhere else? Well, and I don't think a lot of people, <clears throat> I don't think a lot of people take the time to ask themselves those questions, right? And like in advance, and go, okay, like what? 
like what are some of my goals what do i want to accomplish what do i believe in what do i you know you yeah. know what i'm saying so because <clears throat> there's been a few people i've dated i don't know why i keep feeling like i got a cough i'm like <clears throat> and then i don't something in your throat. yeah um i've had dated a few people where they were fine like yeah nice nothing wrong with them yeah nice person i mean like we didn't necessarily mesh 100 percent, but right. i was like you know i like I could make this work if I wanted to. Right. But the other problem too was like as I tried to explore like, okay, like what do you want? What's your goals? What do you want out of life? What do you – a lot of those questions they hadn't figured out themselves. And some way they were looking for a partner where it was like, oh, I just don't want to attach myself to them and then take on whatever they think. Right. And that's such yeah. a dangerous place to be. Right. I think especially as a girl. Yeah. I think either way, but especially as a girl, because it's so common for, especially in, in our culture as a church, for girls to graduate high school. And the only thing that they've been thinking about in in young women's is I'm prepared to be a wife and a mother. And right. there's nothing wrong with that, but you also have to be a person. Right. And you need to know who you are, what you want to do, and like where you want to go. And if what you want to do is be a wife and be a mom – awesome become the wife and mother that you want to be in like build those qualities as you're waiting for your spouse right but don't just wait around for some guy who got off his mission two weeks ago to be like oh she Ernie, wants to be a yeah. mom like let's go plus like what like what type of things do you want to instill in your children right, right. like what type of mother mom whatever right wife do you like want to be like you can't just be Kind of like a blank slate, but I mother and wife. Right. You know, it's like, okay, well. You have a personality. You right. have likes. You <laughs> What's have your interests. Interest? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you want? Yeah. And and it's, I think that that there are so many young girls that are graduating high school and, and get married as that kind of blank slate. Mm -hmm. And then they just mold to whatever their husband does. Right. And it works for them. And that's great. But a lot of them, too, don't even know their husband super well right, either. Right, but they so don't then... know them. And then as time progresses, then things fall apart. Yeah. And that's why we're seeing such, like, a rise in divorce, divorce right. in young members of the church. Right, because they just jump in. Because they jump and in and they don't, they don't know each other. They don't know themselves. Right. And so. And I think, like, some of the advice of, like, like there is no perfect person. Right. Which is fair. But I don't know. I, I'm, like, torn on that because, like, that gets thrown around a lot. Right. But also it's hard to combat it because on one hand, right, there is no perfect person. And, right. No one's perfect. And you kind of have to – you do have to realize that, you know, you have to pick and make choices and find somebody and move forward. Right. But – so I understand from that standpoint. I also understand from the standpoint of, like, don't rush in and get to know the person. Right. Um, but I think it's hard too because we also have so many more options. Like right. you know, we got dating apps, we've got social media. Like at one point, you know, thirty, forty years ago, you know, you're in your community, and that's who you. And that that's was who, it. That's who you date. That's who you marry. Yeah. Right. Well, and like my parents, they dated for six weeks, and then right. they got engaged, and they got married six months later. Right. And they are so in love, and they're such a great like example of a great marriage of a great relationship of a christ-centered like celestial marriage that mm -hmm. like i had such a good example growing up of what that looks like right but they also got married very quickly and they also got married pretty young not that they were like 18 19 but like right 
but like, still. still they were still had multiple years of college to complete after they got married right and so when i talk to my parents about dating i'm like okay like i want the advice but also you have no idea what right it's, it's like, like different like yeah. by the time you were my age now you had multiple kids right and so like you you don't get it right well, and the world's so much larger, I think, too. Right. You the know? world is larger. There's more. Like, you could trust that, oh, like, this girl lives in my community, and we have similar family friends and values right. and know beliefs. Each other. And we grew up together. Yeah, yeah. We went to, she went to this high school. I went to this high school. We played, you know. Yeah. Now it's like, even if you do live in the same community, it usually, like, it, that may not be yeah, it, the same yeah. factors. Right. You know? 100%. Because there's so many influencing factors. Yeah, there, there are a ton. And, and I think that kind of circling back to that like blank slate Mm -hmm. when you are someone who is not a blank slate Mm. it's annoying sorry it it can come across as annoying or it can come across as very intimidating oh oh i see what you're saying the opposite yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so like i don't know i feel and 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 maybe i'm wrong because i'm not a guy but i feel like it's easier to be like, well, I know what I want to do, and she doesn't know, so let's just go. And let's get married, and she's going to let me do whatever because she right. has no idea. Right. She hasn't picked what she wanted to do, yeah. so I can kind of like – Well, I guys want like a little girl. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Not a and, woman. And like – and <laughs> me, I have big thoughts and big opinions about things, and yeah. I'm not like throw my weight around, you have to do what I say. Right. Not at all. But well, you're like I'm gonna let I'm like I've got a but this something is, to this say. But this is a this is a partnership. This is this is right. a relationship. Mm-hmm. This is a, you're not my dad's replacement. We are like I'll still call you daddy. But right there's a, there's an extra dy on the yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I so I think that that is also something that when I go on dates or when I am like, okay, I'm interested in a relationship, mm-hmm. I f- get the the feedback that I see is, well, you know what you want and kind of X, Y, Z, and you also have thoughts and opinions and, and ideas about what you want as in a marriage, in a family, like as a member of the church, and like having you have an opinion about that i am not used to that and so like i don't know what to do with that and then it's kind of like and then it's over Mm, yeah from their standpoint Mm -hmm. that makes sense see i i I didn't think about oh no i i guess i have thought about that because yeah i i've had it where i feel like i don't know i feel like i have just different experiences and like kind of like you're saying thoughts ideas things like that where i know what i want and i've looked into things and i've got ideas right yeah so when I meet someone and I'm like, oh, man, they don't seem to have that stuff figured out. Right. Not that it's – like I don't expect them to have the same experiences or anything like that. No. But you're like – But some experience. Yeah, you're like <laughs> I want you to at least like have some answers to those questions or have thought about it. Right. I want to be able to have a discussion with you about right. it, not just tell you what I'm thinking. Because right. then there's always the concern too. You're like, well, um, like are you going to get to a point where you answer those questions or – like or when are you gonna get that point right because right. if you just start if you start dating them you know there's no saying like how long it will take for them to kind of figure right. those things out and 
Side. But I can see I can see how like the reverse too. If you're someone who doesn't have that all figured out or is looking for someone who's kind of like a blank slate, right? That can be intimidating. Of like, oh man, uh, I don't have that figured out. So oof, you know. Yeah. So that's a good point. I didn't I didn't think about it from that standpoint because that's that's true. <laughs> so very interesting. So you sold your business. I did. What is what was this business? So I um was living in Flagstaff. I was going to school. Um, and I was a nanny full-time. I got home from my mission, and I started nannying three weeks, four weeks later. Yeah. And I was um, nannying this little boy for um, about a year. Mm-hmm. And then his mom was – his. they comes from a single mom. Um, so it was just her and just Ariel and Bodie. And um, – it was so – I had such a good time with it. I love them so much. We, like, still keep in touch and everything, and he's the cutest little guy that's ever lived. Oh, I love him. It's like having a kid but not having a kid because he was eight months old Yeah. when I started watching him, and I was with him, like, almost every day up until right before he turned two. Mm. And so a lot of those, like, very – early early stages yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm like oh yeah teething and they're like people are like you have a kid i'm like no i just get it like <laughs> <laughs> um but she got diagnosed with stage four appendix cancer and it was very out of the blue it was very sudden and Dang. so um her parents came out of retirement moved um with her to yeah. utah because um, they had a special oncologist in utah and so they sold their house in flagstaff bought a house in um, in Utah, moved up there, and so that was kind of like the very quick, quick end of my job. And I was like, I don't have a job, right? Um, and so the first counselor in the bishopric in my YSA ward, um, John Freer, his wife Amy owned a cleaning business, and she was like, "You can work for me, and just come clean for me until you find another job." Right. And then I made really good money, and yeah. I luckily grew up in a household where I had to do chores and so I know how to clean a bathroom. And so I, <laughs> I like scrub that floor. I know how to I know how to make a bed. I know how to do laundry. I know how to do dishes. Like how to clean a house. I am capable. Right. And so I was like, this is easy and it makes good money. And like I get a lot of opportunity and it's a very flexible. Right. It's not like a nine to five. Sure. It's very flexible. And so I kind of was like can I just keep cleaning for you? And she was like, yeah. And so I um, ended up cleaning for her from March of 2022 until um, around like the end of July. So I that's when I was working for her. Mm. They um, decided very suddenly that they were going to move. And so she was like, well, we're either going to kind of just like dissolve the business or – I can give it to you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my roommate at the time. Did they have a pretty good clientele? Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. So she was, um, so she was like, we'll sell you the client list for like 200 bucks. Oh, dang. That's (laughs) Um, not bad. And we like, yeah, bought all their cleaning supplies and, and everything. And so I decided that I couldn't do it by myself, which good decision, Addie. Um, (laughs) and so my roommate Taya and I went 50, 50 and we did made an LLC 50-50 ownership yeah. um and like took on everything and and started doing that and we did that from um August of 2022 until July of 2023 so about a year okay and 
I mean, it paid all of our bills, all of our rent, car stuff, everything. It was um, kind of crazy. We ended up, um, we had like three or four other girls that worked for us. So like had a couple employees. We yeah. would go in and clean ourselves. We did a lot of like the bookkeeping and everything. So it was, it was a totally like, like legit running legit business. Legit running, yeah. running business. And I was like, how did this happen to me? Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Um, I'm very, very grateful that I was um, partnered with Taya, though, because she was going to school for, like, business and, yeah. and m- specifically marketing, but, like, had taken all of the, like, management classes and all right. of that stuff. And so I was like, what do I do? Right. Um, <laughs> so it was a really great way to do it was is that partnership. And, um, yeah, it was going really well. And then I got offered a job here in Phoenix, and I really didn't want to take it. And then um, – <laughs> A bunch of doors closed for me in Flagstaff. Okay. Very quickly. Like what? Um, relationships, friendship. Um, a couple of friendships and relationships fell through and got sour very quickly. Uh, and the job that was offered to me in Phoenix was a, a very significant increase. Right. And the dating scene in Flagstaff is tough. <laughs> not great. I love everybody up there, but. It just was not going to happen. Right. Um, and and all of a sudden, our lease was up. Like, it just kind of, like, everything was like, and you're moving. Yeah, it was like the doors just were, like, closing. Yeah. Heavenly yeah. Father was like, you're not going to make the choice, so I'm just going to close all these doors for you. It's like, you don't have a choice. Um, and so I was, you said, And myself there. Um, so I decided to take the job, and um, I worked both jobs for – May, June, and July. So mm. I was working 40 hours a week yeah. at my new job, mm-hmm. and I was managing, running, and cleaning. Where were you cleaning? If... In Flag. So I was oh, back, and, back forth. and forth. I was week here, week there, week here, week there Dang. for three months. It was insanity. That probably sucked a yeah, little it bit. Yeah, it was not fun. It was very stressful. Um, but we, Tay and I, ended up selling the business. Yeah. And then we closed down all the accounts, split everything up, and tied in. Who'd you sell it to? Did you sell it to someone else or um, just? Taya's parents um, have a lot of, like, fingers in a lot of different um, right. just... niche groups. Um, her mom helps produce the show Escaping Polygamy on Hulu. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and... And so the girls that we sold. Yeah, we got to bring Taya's mom on. <laughs> you should. Yo, bring her on. We'll do um, you you three. Me, us three together. Yeah. So the girls that bought the business from us. They're polygamists, aren't they? Uh, yeah, are escapees from polygamous families. Oh, escapees. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess it is escaping polygamy. Yeah. So I guess not. Girls For some that, reason, I thought it was a show about like, getting into polygamy. No, yeah, escaping polygamy. So. Yeah. So they, Are they, like, forced into polygamy, I guess? Well, it's just, like, the way that they grew up. You're born into it, oh. and then... Do you get... Do you get... No, no, no. Like, if you're... Uh, if you're, um, You don't get married to the guy who's your... Your dad? Yeah, no, But, no. like, they'll somebody, marry right? you to somebody else. So both of them are, like... Dang. I don't, I don't know them well enough to be like, this is exactly their story, but I know right. that both of them were married previously, and yeah. that both of them are younger than me. Okay. All right. Well, we definitely got to get these. We got to get Taya and her mom on oh, here with they you. Would That'd be crazy. Love. Well, Taya's. Here's another plug for the fam. <laughs> <laughs> Taya's mom and dad wrote a book. 
um, about polygamy. About so he was a, he was an undercover cop for the city of Mesa for twenty five years. Oh, and, uh, white supremacist groups, and so he wrote a book about like white supremacy and like what goes on yeah. in the world that we don't see because we just like don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So they wrote the book together on like their experience with him on un- being undercover. Where do they do? And maybe you don't know, but like, do they lean pretty like? Like, what way do they lean pretty heavily when it comes to, like, are they, like, do they, based off his experience in these, like, white supremacist mm-hmm. groups, do they feel like there's, like, a lot of, like, racial tension or, like, the reverse or, like? Um, I think that he definitely would have, like, a lot to say on it. Yeah. Um, And I definitely would not be like, I know exactly what he thinks. Right. But I think I have, um, so I, I read his book. Yeah. And from what I, from what I read, um. It was just like absolute shock that that exists in the world. Right. There's still yeah. There's and, people that think and that way. just like disgust that that is what's going on. Mm. And so the the book is called um, the Hate Next Door, mm. and it just like talks about how everybody can like fight the hate of white supremacy. Like right, you should not be a white supremacist. Right. So yeah, very interesting. They have a very very interesting yeah. life. Yeah, that'd be interesting because, like, I think those terms get thrown around a lot. Oh, totally. And people don't Don't understand what they are. Right. And, like, even reading the book, I am not, like, fully in the know of, Of, like, like, what that that entails and everything. Right. But. Because, like, when people say, like, you're racist or, like, you're white supremacist, like, there's probably a lot of things that, like, he would probably say, like, that's not. He'd be like, oh. And no. there's probably, and then there's things like you'd be like, no, there, this is what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be interesting. Here's an opinion on that because that gets thrown around a lot. It so. does, yeah, and it totally gets thrown around a lot. And I think that there is a lot of it that's like, you know, not you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're just making it. You're just throwing words yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, no, totally agreed. What, um, so what did you graduate in? I got my degree. The official name of my degree is, um. A bachelor's of arts in English with an emphasis in literature. Ah. My main focus was publishing. So, mm. like, editorial and publishing, like, that end of the English-like world. Right. Um, so. It's like, kind of a cool emphasis. Yeah. I, I did the, <laughs> I did the literature emphasis. So they don't, they don't have a publishing emphasis. So, like, you have, like, the bachelor's of English. Right. And then you can do, like, creative writing or literature or like rhetoric or something yeah like analysis of language and i was like mm, no thanks <laughs> um so literature was the one and that was just easiest you just take a bunch of literature classes right read a bunch of books yeah check right i can do that no problem yeah you well um, you're a big reader yeah so i i did that but when, as i was going through the program i realized that 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 editorial and like the publishing side was like what i'm the most interested in not that I have zero interest in writing, but it's not, like, my life passion to right. write a book. Right. So. I feel like people who say that always end up doing it. You know what I'm saying? Who say it's not their life yeah, passion. Yeah, their life passion, <laughs> then they write a book, they're like, okay. He said, I guess I was working I on it. I guess I'll so. do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I did. And I interned for a magazine, NAU's grad graduate program magazine so i did all their like editorial stuff right um and and interned for them for my last year of college 
Um, and then that connection got me into publishing a couple of articles with um, these bigger papers the, and stuff. The, yeah, with her campus. And then that was kind of the end of it because I was running the business and I didn't have time. Do you do you like have an interest in doing something in that field I at would, some point? Or I just would like one hundred percent love to do that. Okay. Um and it's interesting because I that was one hundred percent the reason that I chose that degree is I wanted to have the option to do what I love to do, but in a niche that I can do it and be a mom at the same time. Mm, yeah, yeah. And anything in writing, publishing, everything is digital. Whether it becomes a physical book or a physical magazine, everything is digital first. Right. And you can do that from home. You can do it from an office. You can do it from home. Right. Um, and so I wanted to do something that if I have kids that are napping, I can like work hop, on yeah. yeah hop online and, and work on stuff and and so I was like that is something that I love to do and it's compatible with the lifestyle that I want to live right and so right. yeah I would love to get into that I I think that a lot of what like career making things is not necessarily what you know but who you know oh and for sure I currently don't have very many connections to that niche part of the world. Right. And so I have to do a lot of networking yeah. still in order to get there to like go to like publishing houses and go to like poetry readings. And like I have right. to like go do those things to meet people to then network to in that space. In that space. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a cool, that's a cool field though. Like, you know, that I, like, a lot of people are always like, oh, I want to be a dental hygienist or whatever, yeah. right? But, like, I don't know why I attacked that field. <laughs> but, he said, hashtag hate dental yeah, hygienists. dental hygienists can stop. <laughs> <laughs> so who is this companion? That, Which uh, can? That, oh. Yeah, the one that was – you wrote it down as a transformative experience, but it, she was, like, horribly mean. Yes. I did have a companion um, on my mission that, like – 100% shattered my self-confidence. Mm. Um, and you knew me in high school. I was very bubbly, like, yeah. easy. Like, I don't know. I feel like I was easy to talk to. Had a lot of friends. Still are. Like, it's taken a lot of time to get back to that. Oh, um, really? I served my mission mostly during COVID. Mm. I had that little, the tail end of 2019, the last half of 2019, and then all of 2020 was my mission. Right. I got home at the end, home December of 2020. End of twenty. I got home in December third, twenty twenty. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, we COVID was hard for everybody, right. but it was hard as as a missionary that was serving in Utah. Mm -hmm. There were so many people that were just looking for little nitpicky things about missionaries. Oh, they're not six feet away from someone. Oh, they're not wearing a mask. Oh, they're out oh, in like public. Oh, like people you go talk to. Right. And so right. it was shut down hard. We did not leave our house from March until August. We did not leave. We had to go outside for 10 minutes a day so we didn't have to take vitamin D supplement pills. <laughs> but we literally could not leave our house. Right. And... 
there's a lot of stress going on. There's a whole lot. There's just like lots of things happening. Yeah. And and even after August, when we could kind of go out a little bit more, it was still very, very tentative. There were, if you even got like a little bit of a sniffle, you were quarantined in isolation for 14 days. Yeah. And so like I had a companion for two transfers that we like spent like one week actually together. The rest of the, the two transfers we were one of us was quarantined and then the other one was quarantined and so i'm like oh yeah we were companions i forgot about that yeah like like who are you i'm like what (laughs) but this particular companion um was having a really hard time and my directive from my mission president was to just help her figure it out right and she Longer in the mission than you? Shorter? No. Shorter. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. fairly new. Significantly. Okay. Yeah. Pretty, pretty new. Um, and just had like a kind of an air of entitlement. Mm. Like in which way? Like entitlement is like, like felt like, felt like she did, shouldn't have to be being put through what she was being put through or entitled in like a, like I should be given everything type of way. Um, Kind of as in like. You are not my mom. You don't get to tell me what to do. Oh, I see. I see. And I was like, well, yeah, obviously I'm not your mom. But, like, I shouldn't also have to act like your mom. Right. Like, like I'm just here to help. Figure it yeah, out, I, sister. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she was just very, very, very good at making comments, like, so under the radar that you were like, wait what was that directed at me right and then it like just like you think about it and you're like oh my gosh like she hates me right um and like they were they like personal like like things? personal digs ah. and and i'll give i'll give an example Th- this was kind of like the most i guess the most shocking of all of them yeah um we had like a full-length mirror in our room right yeah. you know get ready for the day gotta make sure the fit looks fire yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> not that we're leaving our house Bit but <laughs> Hey, doesn't matter if you're going out or not. Now now I can go sit at the kitchen table and (laughs) read my scriptures. Read my scriptures. (laughs) Um, And and I was sitting on the bed, and um, she came in and and like kind of like checked herself out in the mirror and was like, "I am just so glad that I look like me because if I didn't look like me, then like, how could you even like live with yourself?" And we were, like, nearly exactly opposite. Mm. Like, dark hair, light hair. Uh, dark eyes, light eyes. And okay. at that point in the mission, I mean, like, it, I had I had gained weight in the mission right. because, A, it's Utah and everyone feeds you nonstop. Right. B, it's COVID. Right. And C, you just, like, you don't have time to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And she would just like make comments about that specifically right very frequently right and i was like what yeah (laughs) are you saying what i think you're saying without actually saying it right i was like (laughs) ma'am like you cannot just be like you ugly (laughs) right like that's not nice yeah like in low-key way trying to be like i'm so glad i don't look like you yeah i'm so glad i'm not you right i'm so glad i'm me that i'm better than you in literally everything (laughs) that's so lame (laughs) what the freak i was like (laughs) huh and and it was yeah it was just like very 
it was so wild because I had never experienced that before. Right. I had never experienced someone like very openly being like, I don't like you. Right. As a person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Yeah, someone just like, not liking you because of like for for no, no reason. reason. And yeah, like in, in high school, I felt like I was very well liked, that I was just like nice and fun to be around. And and all of a sudden I became very self-conscious and I mm. um, and she was like, oh, the way that you talk is annoying or like I was like coughed directly into her mouth. There's like razor blades in her food. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just like like would make like would make make comments I'm like that blood. <laughs> or like you really think that you're all that, don't you? Or yeah. like. You you know that like being a missionary means that it's not all about you, right? And I was like, "Girl, I have been here for so much longer than you." Like, right? What do you mean? <laughs> I was like, "Huh?" Um, and so yeah, that that companionship was so hard because it was the first time that I was like, "I just don't." like you right like you're just mean like there's no way to make this work like yeah you don't and yeah and and i had several companions that i wasn't like besties with but like we got along right and like if there were differences you work through them and that's just how like life is like you have coworkers that you right. don't get along with you have family members maybe that you don't get along with friends that you get into arguments with like right a big part of your mission is learning how to deal with people mm-hmm and for that one, I was like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. The worst part, too, is when it's passive like that is there's just this under the radar like tension. And yeah. like every every time something happens, you just want to be away from them even more. Yeah. And then you have to be there. So then you're just like, I hate my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Ne- like right. That. There's right. no addressing like, it. Yeah. You can't. You like. Know? You're just reading into it wrong. Right. At some point, you're like, could you just punch me in the face so we <laughs> yeah, could, like, actually fight rather, about this? I would rather, <laughs> like, you yell at me and tell me that you hate me yeah. than to have, like, these, like, little passive issues. Right. So when I came home from my mission, I was, like, very self-conscious and I was very quiet. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of, like. Yeah, broken down by yeah. it. Yeah. And And I tried really hard to be, like. Like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> right, like, right, right, and right. like it's just not how it is. It's no. just not that way. Yeah. Um. And I and I had to like. I had to be like, you know what? That did hurt my feelings, and it did make me really self conscious. And I have to choose not to care. Right. And I have to choose to say mm, you're actually wrong. Right. You don't know me that well. This is the person that I am. Right. And just because you don't like her mm-hmm. doesn't mean that she's bad. Right. Yeah. And and to like to take that mindset into the rest of my life. And it's and it's kind of that this is who I am. Like you get what you get. Right. But not in like a vain and un right. unmoving way. I'm not not like a stagnant way, yeah. like I'm not going to progress because I'm, I'm the best. Right. I'm not saying that I'm perfect or that I'm the best or that I'm better than anybody. Right. But I'm not unworthy. Right. Of, but you love yourself. Yeah. Too. yeah. But like I'm not a placemat 
either. Right. And I was really lucky to be, um, to move into my second apartment in, in Flagstaff, um, with my friends, Carly and Taya. Mm -hmm. And they were so instrumental in the, like, do you not realize how, like, you, like, think about yourself? Do you not realize how you talk about yourself? Like, we see it and we go, hmm? Because we think you're cool and we think you're fun to be around. So why don't you? Right. And then to kind of, like, break it down down and realize that, like, that's where it stemmed from. Hmm. Because I was like, I don't know, man. In high school, I thought I was, like, a nice person. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm, like, the center of attention. Like, I wasn't, I don't know. I didn't ever put myself as, like, oh, I'm one of the cool kids. Right. But I also wasn't like, I'm a loser. (laughs) Right. No. Yeah. So it was it was really, really interesting to kind of, like, break that down and be like, oh, that's where that comes from. And to to take those experiences and to look at them through the lens of she was just really struggling. And she just right. didn't know how to properly handle it. And she didn't know – she didn't have enough experience as an individual with how to treat people to do it correctly. And And sometimes when people are – feeling bad about themselves they project and and they they take the things that they're insecure about and they try and make other people feel insecure about it so they're not alone in that insecurity and to look at it from that lens makes me go okay like that makes sense and i understand that and it it doesn't like take away the fact that what you said was totally inappropriate and you shouldn't say that to people right but it takes a little bit of like the sting away from it because i'm like okay really deep down she says that because that's how she feels. Right. Well, I think it's definitely kind of one of those, um, you know, it's kind of like one of those things like, it's like how the Savior works, right? You can kind of take it and put it back on him and say like, you know, what happened wasn't okay and it wasn't cool. But like, I understand that you felt my pain. Yeah. Because like you're in those situations, like you're not going to get like revenge. You're not going to get justice. There's no closure. (laughs) There's no conversation. Like I'm not going to call her up and be like, you hurt me. Yeah. For like years. Right. With that comment. Because there's. Right. Like there's no need. Right. And also nothing's going to change. The comments were said. The feelings were hurt. That's it. Yeah. And I can harbor it and I can be mad about it forever. Or. I can, like you said, give it to the Savior and look at it from his perspective and understand where she's coming from yeah. and close up the situation, tie a little bow on it, and be done with it. Right. Well, and I, I, I've had, I had a similar situation a couple times, but almost like it was just like a, a mental shift of right. one where like what you thought you knew and what you believed, um, like whether it – like whether it was what you believed was true or not in your mind changed yeah. or shifted because of external factors. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, it, it gets you thinking for a while for sure where you're like, wait, am I just like dead wrong about this? Am right. I like wrong about everything I believed? Like, is this true about am myself? Am I the problem? Yeah. Am I the problem <laughs> with like what's going on? Is this right. why these things have happened? Right. And so you just like, you can sit in like a big quandary for a while. Um, but then, yeah, it, it really is like once you can, once you like, and and usually, usually there's people outside who then like help you go. No, like you need to look at it this way. Right. Oh, I 
get it. Yeah. Right. But um, but yeah, it's very interesting how a lot of times it does boil back down to the other individual, and more often than not, it's their insecurity or their inability to feel or love or care about themselves in that way or their issue that they're having in the moment Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i don't know why i don't know why sometimes people although it i don't know it sucks in the moment but then also it's kind of a good thing in the long run because i feel like people who don't experience that like it's like a i feel like i'd rather have experienced that at a younger age than older right 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 because it's like because i just think one it makes you like it opens your eyes down the road for other future events where you go oh so and so acted out this way or this group did this to me and you realize quickly you're like okay rather than going what did i do wrong let's look at it real quick okay that's because they're doing this because of these factors right you um, can all of a sudden see things from a wider perspective exactly. as you have experiences uh, and um in the middle of all of that like that that's like the first year and a half almost two years that i was home from my mission yeah and so what what's the first thing that people are like oh you're home from your mission what's next yeah marriage dating and marriage right and so all of a sudden i have all these really deep insecurities and then all this pressure and then all this pressure and then all of these we go on one two three dates you kiss and then I go, okay, like, are you, what's, what's next? the next step? Are we getting into a relationship? Like, how are we going to make this work? And then it was always, I'm actually not looking for anything serious right, right. now. And to have that over and over and over and over again, I was like. Starts to compact those I feelings. I was like, yeah. what did I, like, what is wrong with me? Like, yeah. why, why am I not good enough? Mm-hmm. And, and this is like so dumb. Um. And I and I like I remember crying to my mom on the phone about this, and I was like, I just don't understand why I'm like fun enough to hang out with, cute enough to make out with, but just not good enough to date. Mm. And she was like, You cannot think about it like that, right? And she's like, If that really is how you feel about it, don't date for a while. Mm. Yeah, and like figure out why you feel that way, right? And like start there yeah because if that's how you feel about yourself then that's how other people are going to see you too right and so to like go back and like really pick that apart and and see that epicenter of the issue right were those comments Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's like okay it's not these poor guys that went on three dates and then like they're not thinking oh she sucks like she's the worst it's just you went on three dates. You're not looking for a relationship right now. Cool. Move on. Right. They're not there, right? Yeah. They're not in a place where they can get there or whatever. Yeah. It's not you per se. Yeah. It's not just because I'm the common denominator <laughs> right. of the dating. Right. doesn't mean that I'm the problem. It just means that it's... That you're you're there and they're not. Right. Right. No, totally. Yeah. And so it, like, just 100% changed the way that I looked at everything mm-hmm. and, and to realize that and then to work towards getting back to where I was which I kind of am like oh man for a while I was I was pretty upset I was like I can't believe going on a mission made that a detrimental thing instead of like Mm. a positive and then I was like I can't look at it that way it's not a detrimental thing going on a mission didn't wreck my self-confidence this companion made an impact 
that was detrimental for a time, but I now have a broader perspective that I would not have had if I didn't experience right. that. And it's yeah. all just—it's all the way you look at things. Right. This this short-term negative impact led to a long-term successful kind of thought process. Right. Yeah. No, I I dated somebody. Um, well, actually, a couple girls that I dated where I was like, I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I I think I really like this person. You know, I right. could see this going somewhere. And then it didn't pan out. Um, like those definitely like instances like that definitely rock you where. And it depends on your who you are as a person. Like for me, I tend to always be self-reflective first. So the first person I go to is like, okay, what did I do wrong? Right. Like what could I have fixed? Like what could I do better? How can I improve this? Right. And so when, especially when it's someone you like, like or care about or whatever, right? Right. Someone's, or even like a companion where it's like supposed to be that. Yeah. You know, for me, I was like, you know, I'm sitting there going like, okay, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And it was like family members, you know, family members. Mikel was one of them, um, you know, telling me like, dude, this is not a you problem, right? Like, right. yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was not you. Like, these were the thing; these were choices that they made, right? And you tried to react and do your best with it, and it didn't work out, and they didn't want it to work out, and if they had, it would have worked out, right? right? If he wanted to, he would. If she wanted to, she would. Right, and so like, you know, and it doesn't like fix itself immediately you still have to work through it yourself but then over time too like you start to realize you're like okay yeah like that's that wouldn't have worked for me in the long run anyways right and if they were gonna do this to me now like i would much prefer it now than later later right married and have four kids yeah you know yeah or they said this and then they did the opposite so obviously they don't know what that means that they said or you know, they're not a really honest person, right? Right, yeah. You so. pick up on things about people. Yeah, and, and and I think that you also, like, come to, like, draw really hard boundaries for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Like, I never again will date somebody who, like, if I find out that you lied to my face about something, mm. that's, like, a hard line for me. Right. Because it's happened. And because there have been several instances of of close relationships where, like, I ask a question point blank and you lie. Right. And, like, that just completely shatters every ounce of trust in any facet of the relationship. Right. Now, I don't trust you with anything at all, ever. Yeah. And maybe that's a little harsh, but that's, like, from the repeated experiences, if you lie... You're done. Sorry. Well, there's a there's a phrase I heard, or maybe I saw it. I don't know if I heard it or saw it, but it said, "Be fast to give your trust, and even faster to take it away." Yeah. And I I think that's like you definitely learn that over time, right? Because, and some people some people are like not willing to give trust at all, and then you're like, dude, you got a little bit yeah, of trust have, issue. Like yeah. you got to be willing to give it too. Right. But for me at least, like I'm very like trusting. Yeah. Like if you don't give me a reason to distrust you, I won't. Right. But then as soon as soon as you start showing those signs, I'm like, okay. Pull that back. Pull that back. Yeah. And and I am loyal to a fault. I will go to bat for you. I will swing for you. I will fight for you. Right. I will, like. Not everyone will, though. I'll get bloody knuckles for you. Yeah. And then you, like, stab me in the back or you lie to my face. Right. um, There's that. Oh, who sings that song? I think it's 
uh, I can't ever pronounce his name right. Noah Kahn. Kahan. Mm, yeah, I think it? I, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not proud of all the punches that I've thrown in the name of someone I no longer know or something like Oof. that. Like, mad facts. Bars. Because, I, like, I totally have gone to bat and bent over backwards and done so many things for people that literally could not care yeah. less. And, like, that is devastating. Yeah, there's there seems to be a there's a lot of people that don't reciprocate the same level of energy or commitment or loyalty. And I don't I don't know if it's an upbringing thing or if it's a it's probably a little bit of that nature nurture nature nurture yeah. And sometimes it's also like they just don't know what it means. Right. Like you know you 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 do something and then you expect the reciprocation. And even if you bring it up, they're like, "What? Well, what? Well, what I do?" What did right. I do wrong? Like, I gave everything I had. And you start to realize quickly, like, for me at least, I've realized that my – sometimes my level of go, like right. work ethic or whatever it is, right, not everyone's is the same. Yeah. And maybe that changes over time for that person and they, they like, that increases. But sometimes I, I hold people to a different standard because it's, it's what I see right. as myself normal. And so sometimes you have to realize you're like, okay, that person – doesn't, doesn't fit my lifestyle. Right. That's not where they live their life at. Or right. they don't live they, – they, you know, they're, they're, they're not tuned up to that gear, right? Right. And, and that's, that's – it doesn't make them a bad person. No. It doesn't make them, like, unworthy of anything. It just means it's not a good fit. Right. Whether that's friendship, relationship, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, one thing for me, like, the gym is a must. Facts. I have to. Facts. Whether facts, straight facts. Like mentally, it just like makes me happier. Like yeah. I feel, I feel better in my brain and in my body. And Get that dopamine hit for real. And also, I am genetically dispositioned to be very heavy. Mm. It just, it is what it is. And just like body type, you mean? Just body type. Yeah. Just genetically predispositioned. Yeah. And. I used to have such an issue with it because I have several siblings who are predispositioned to be the opposite, literally a something. pencil. Yeah, and I'm like, what the? <laughs> I got the short end of the stick on that one. But at the same time, like everybody's blessed in different areas, so right. I can't like the the comparison can't be a comparison. Well, and the nice part too is you don't like some people take that and they go like, that's just how I am. So right. what am I going to do about? It? It's like, well, you're. Like, I, this is a bad comparison, but I always say, like, we take a lot, like, let's take sins, for example. Like, just right. things that we know are wrong. Right. A lot of times we like to compare sins and be like, well, this one's worse and this one's worse and, like, and this one shouldn't be because it's harder. This does this and right. I only do this, so I'm less bad. Right? Like, right. And it's like, at the end of the day, we all have our thing that's, like, our hardship our right. our thing that we struggle with our sin our whatever right like right. it may be alcoholism for you it may be pornography that for this guy it might be lying lying for somebody for else. maybe drugs for this person <laughs> right. right and not one's better than the other and not one's worse and like i'm sure if you were like like i look at other people's problems i'm like well i'm glad i don't have that person's problem right, right and they exactly. probably look at me and go i'm glad i don't have that guy's problem exactly but yeah sometimes we start to justify like and and depending on what it is, like people be like, oh well, mine's you know like you can't call you can't call this one that because like it's been so hard for me, right? And so I think it's both ways, right? We have to look at it and be like understanding and realize we all have problems and things going on, right? And at the same time, also we like it, with those challenges, we got to go. 
we can't like sit there and beat ourselves up and be like, oh, I can't do anything about it. It's like, right. no, I have this challenge, and so I got to figure out how I'm going to move forward with it. Right. There's no comfort in the growth zone, and there's no growth in the comfort zone. Boom. If you're, if you're comfortable with your life, you're not moving forward. Facts. And going to the gym and being, it's like, it's. Like, I think it's fun, but, like, at yeah. the end of the day, like, you're tired, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, this sucks. Yeah, but it, it also, like, you love it. Right. And so, like, that for me is a must. Yeah. And I want to be able to go to the gym with my partner. Right. And I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's like, you don't need to go to the gym. Right. fine. Right. Because guess what? In five years, I will not be fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's Right. No, I get you. It's like you have your things. It's like this is like like the things that aren't gives. Yeah. 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 And and you can and I think you can have a few of those things, but I also think it is so dangerous for people to be like just flexible on everything. It it's dangerous to be flexible on everything and it's dangerous to have hard lines on mm, everything because true. you're not going to have exactly the same opinion. On literally everything with someone. Like, even if you grow up in the same house, mm-hmm. me and my siblings don't have the same opinion on everything. Right. So, like, it's it's literally not possible. And so to be so stubborn that you won't compromise, that's not acceptable either. Right. And so you, it's okay to pick and choose a couple things and be like, I want to go to the gym every day and I want my husband to go with me. Right. Cool. If 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 someone wants to date me and they're like, I hate the gym. I will never step foot in the gym. Guess what? We're not like it's not just not compatible. Right. Like, sorry. Right. That doesn't make you a bad guy. It just makes you not the guy for me. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, you know what? I really want to just trip on LSD with my wife, and I'm gonna be like, you know what? That is not me. So I'm not sure I'm going on that trip. <laughs> like, good luck. Right. With that, and like, great, but yeah. not me. Yeah. No, we all have – we just all have our differences, you know, and there's, like, some things that are good. Some, I like the thing you say about the hard lines versus, like, you know, you can't be ultimately flexible. You can't ultimately be, like, just rigid on everything either. Right. I don't know. It makes me think a lot, like, I think typically our insecurities tell us, like, they, they make us fearful of, like, looking like we don't have it figured out. We don't know. Right. We don't, like – but I think honestly, the like the most secure thing like someone can do is be open and honest, like that they don't have it all figured oh, out. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think that that's like as soon as someone's like, "Oh no, like I've got this." My right. mom, <laughs> I used to say that in high school all the time. I got this, I got this, and my mom was like, "Nothing stresses me out more than when you say the words I've got this." Right. And like it's true because it is way better to say, "I don't know, can you help me?" Than to say, I'm going to just power through and figure it out and then, like, crash and burn. Right. Right. Because in one scenario, you learn and you grow and you're successful. And in the other, it's, like, a deep plunge and then it's going to take a long time to fix it and then get out of it. Right. And usually people, like, I don't know, I think you lose credibility in the process. Oh, 100%. Because everyone was like, hey, you said you got this. And And then you did not. (laughs) And so it's like, it just, like, people... Especially in race relationships, I've, I've said, like, like for me, sometimes I talk too much. And I know that. And right. so, but, like, I've dated other people who talk a lot, too. And there's, like, there's nothing worse than the person who ha- does something 
and then like is like I don't know if unaware is the right word, but sometimes either they're unaware or they just don't care. Right. And it's like it's better to be there and say, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I know I talk so much. Like, what do you think? Like, let, let's yeah, talk. Yeah, to you have know? a conversation about it. Because then the person, like, the person will be like, well, at least if they do think you're talking a lot, let's say that's the flaw, right? If you are talking a lot, they'll be like, oh, at least he's aware. Right. And at least he's like, hey, I'm sorry. I know I have this flaw or whatever. Right. And – and so there, like, is a bit of compassion for the for you going. Right. You know, he's he he knows he's got that problem. And then, but if you just never like address it, they like. Then you're like. Yeah. Usually, there's a lot more grace for the people who can just right. admit that, hey, I don't have it all. Right, and it's also that thing. If you're gonna be in a relationship with someone, you have to be willing to help them carry their baggage. Facts. And in order to help someone, you have to be aware of the baggage that you're carrying. Yeah. Like, you can't go in to a relationship and be like, here's my baggage, but it's locked and you don't get to know what's Yeah, you don't know what's in there. (laughs) Right. Right. It's like TSA at the airport. Do not carry an unidentified bag. If you don't know what's in it, don't touch it. Right. Yeah, you got to be open and be willing to, like, let people know what's going on. Right. And that's just basic communication. Yeah. Well, and I think that that is the problem. Mm. Is that people don't know how to communicate effectively. True. That's true. Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other night and like they brought – they thought I was like pretty political, which I I can be. Right. But mostly I just like to discuss politics. Right. And and they were like – I was asking them, I'm like, are you just not political or do you have political like thoughts and you just don't like discussing them? And they were like, oh, I just don't like discussing them because every discussion I've ever had is always hostile. And I was like, really? I was like, I, I, I don't think that has to be. And, she, and they were like, oh, well, every discussion I've ever been, like, it without fail, it always goes hostile. And I was like, that's just kind of a depressing statement because right. there's so many things we can learn if we just discuss and talk and right. go over things and even if we don't agree. And realizing, one, when people go, oh, why is that? Help me understand that. It's not an attack. No, it's just I really want to know. Right. And also realizing that. If you don't have the answer and you don't have an answer to that question. That doesn't mean you're wrong necessarily. And and you can say, I still believe what I believe. I don't have an answer for that, but I'm okay hearing what you think about it. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with that either. And yeah, we just don't get a ton of that anymore. I think think going to NAU was very eye-opening in that department Mm. because it's not BYU. It's not a church school. It's not any school in Utah. It's not any school anywhere. It's not ASU. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very, very niche, interesting school. Right. Where there are so many people from so many different backgrounds and so many different political, religious. Just very diverse. Yeah, just very diverse. And you have to learn how to coexist right. with people that are very different from you. Mm. And I think that it's a really good thing. Yeah. I think that you – have to 100% be very strong in who you are and what you believe mm-hmm. if you don't want to be swayed. Right. N- but I also don't think that you can be so rigid about this is what I think that yeah. you, like, don't learn anything from it either. Right. And and I think that that's why a lot of of people make lifestyle changes and belief changes in those formative college years is because they are so malleable to other people's opinions 
And I think it's a good thing to listen and I think it's a good thing to understand. Like you shouldn't just like let people talk at you and then like not care enough to listen. But you also shouldn't take everything that everybody says and accept it as truth. Right. You really do have to sift through things and and make decisions and like sit down with with what you think and what you know and what you believe and and truly take those opinions of other people and sit down and work through them and and where and look for the commonality look for the common ground where can we agree right how can we be friends how can we make this work yeah what can i pull from this right now right what can what can i do to be better as an individual that will stay in line with what i do and with what i believe but also helps you to see that like I don't hate you. Right. Or right. I don't think that you are like the worst type of person. Right. And and they're like at NAU there's so many like protests and like they have they have a lot of debates in like the common areas and stuff. Mm. Um and and it's just kind of like a lot of people are very combative, right. but then everybody else is very standoffish. You just don't talk about it so you don't get into it. There's a fight. no middle ground. Right. And um, I have a sticker on my water bottle on my hydro flask from high school. Yeah. Um, and it's just a scripture. God is within her. She will not fall. Yeah. And that sticker has been on my water bottle for like six years. Yeah. That's the water bottle I took on my mission. It's a water bottle I had in high school. Right. It's like my indestructible emotional support water bottle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I took it to class everywhere. Yeah. And I took it out of my, my backpack and I set it on my desk and this kid reaches over and, like, looks at it. And he's like, can I touch your water bottle? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so he, like, turns it so he can read it. Yeah. And he goes, are you Christian? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you're really brave. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and he was like, like, you're – like, I'm Christian too, but I would never tell anybody. And I was mm. like, really, why? It's crazy. And, and he huh. was like, well, you just, like – you just like pick so many fights by being openly Christian. And I was like, well, what is it that like makes me openly Christian? Um, and he was like, well, you have a scripture on your water bottle. Like right. that's like screaming yeah. Christianity. And I was like, I mean, I guess right. like it wasn't, that wasn't the intention of the sticker on the water bottle. Right. You're just being you. Right. Um, and he was like, I just think like just the fact that you even pulled that water bottle out of your backpack and didn't like, unzip your backpack and like drink it from inside the backpack yeah is just like so brave and i was like why would i drink it from inside the backpack that was so inconvenient i do not care like i don't care about the confrontation enough to not pull out my water bottle but i see i think that's a sign of like just a sad reality of where the world a lot of people are at you know the fear of being who i am or standing for what i believe because of fear of being attacked or fear of being looked down upon right and that's that's on two that's on two ends right as an individual you know stand up for what you believe in be proud of it right be willing to take some of the the heat that comes with that right but on the other end too people in general like realize that we're not all the same and we're all figuring out we're all different places and different people and we can work together to figure things out and get a lot further right than we would alone you know yeah find common ground be happy be nice to each other like it's really not that hard it's that easy yeah look instead of looking for differences look for commonalities look for similarities oh you like to read i like to read too 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's the man. Do you like cheese? My favorite's Gouda. Like, right. you pick something stupid. Yeah. And you like Disney movies? Me too. No way. Cool. What's your favorite one? You know, like, all of a sudden, you're having this conversation about a Disney movie, and you don't have to fight about who you're voting for. Right. Right. You can figure those details out later. Yeah. And, like, maybe don't get into a relationship with somebody who's, like, wildly right. if you don't differently have opinionated. Like, if there's not, like, anything other than your favorite Disney movie maybe that's not in common, maybe don't date them. But you can still, like, be a genuinely nice human being to them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Addie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. This has been a blast. It's been super fun. I've had a lot of fun. We haven't, uh, we haven't chatted like this in a bit. It's been a long years. time like five years probably <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, have to rectify that yeah we'll have to make right on that and me actually follow up on the invitation <laughs> to hang out so um but thank you yeah. we'll, we'll do this again at some point and yeah, uh let me know yeah well maybe we can get all three of that that sounds like a fire a you taya and taya's mom tawny tawny taya tawny and addy yeah I'll be a party. Maybe we'll use the other room if we do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. with the couch that everybody, rather than this room's kind of tiny, so. Yeah. Um, the thoughts in my head. <laughs> yeah. Discuss, right? Discuss. Come yeah. together and discuss. All right. Well, we got you next time. Yeah.